0: well thankful tonight for brother shows uh leading us and uh those hymnals are on tonight we appreciate uh his boldness his courage on tonight and we appreciate those who are are here uh with us in person uh on tonight it's good to see everybody who uh decided to to come out tonight and even though it might be uh a raining you have put it in your hearts to be here uh, on tonight and it's good to see those who are here with us on tonight and it's good to see those who are with us Uh, By way of Facebook Live uh, on tonight. Uh, Also, good to see you guys uh, with us on tonight. Uh, If you have your Bibles in hand, we ask that you'll be finding Luke, the 15th chapter. Uh, And tonight, we wanted to uh, study, uh, talk to us on the lesson uh, that deals with the coin, the lost coin on tonight. And uh, by Sunday, we will be uh, where we need to be uh, for uh, this coming Lord Day uh, Sunday. But tonight, for just a short while, we want to look at verses number 8, verse 9, and verse number 10. And it is Luke, the fifty chapter, again, verses number 8, 9, and verse number 10. If you have the King James Version tonight, uh, the copy says, Either what woman, having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, do it not light a candle, and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. And here uh, we find uh, the second picture of the parable of Jesus, uh, he started off telling us about the lost sheep. But you can remind yourself in Luke, the 15th chapter, we started off in verses 1 and verse 2. Well, we started by saying, Then drew near unto him all the publicans and the sinners, for to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes murmured, saying, This man receiveth sinners and eat it with them. So now we saw that there were two groups in the beginning and we know and understand that the reason why Jesus tells the parable, it is because of the hearts of the Pharisees and the scribes. We started off by looking at verse number four. The Bible says, what man of you having a hundred sheep? Now we started off last week by telling us about this particular picture of the parable. And Jesus started off by talking about what man of you having a hundred sheep. Now Jesus did this for a reason. He didn't start off by talking directly to them as Pharisees. He didn't begin by talking to them by being scribes, but he began by picturing them as being a shepherd. And a shepherd was not a a very envious trade in that particular day. Matter of fact, it was looked down upon here, even though God was looked at in Psalm 23 as the shepherd who was good and the one who gives us all what we need. Here, the Bible lets us know that historically that the shepherd was not a trade that was desired by fathers and by their sons. And so Jesus comes in a very aggressive way, in an offensive way to the Pharisees because he wants them to understand two things. Number one, he wants them to know that you are the shepherd that have allowed the sheep to go astray. So they are the problem Jesus wanted them to to know even though you may not consider yourself being shepherds you are Israel's leader and so Jesus wants them to know that when the sheep goes astray it is the responsibility of the loving shepherd to go out and to rescue the sheep but these individuals did not see themselves as being shepherd but Jesus wants them to know on the flip side that I am the good shepherd. And Jesus says, The good shepherd, when the, sheep, when the sheep leaves the fold, it is the responsibility of the good shepherd to go out and to rescue the sheep. And Jesus wanted the Pharisees and the scribes to know that you are not a good shepherd. Matter of fact, you are an irresponsible shepherd. And because you are irresponsible, Jesus wanted these men to know that the sheep has gone astray because of the irresponsibleness of its shepherd. And so Jesus wants them to know, I am the good shepherd. Matter of fact, Jesus would want them to know that I have come to seek that which was lost. And as I made mention before, that Jesus would say that the children of Israel or the Jews are like sheep without a shepherd. And so he tells the first picture of this particular parable and he was shooting directly for the hearts of the men of Israel. Well in the second case he comes to the parable that talks about the lost coin and here he opens up similar to how he opened up in verse 4 but he uses not a man, he uses a woman In verse 3, take a quick look, he says verse 4, what man of you having a hundred sheep and then he goes to verse eight are the what woman having ten pieces of silver do you see it he starts off first by alluding to them as being men and then he comes back and then he looks at them as being women well watch what happens here just as jesus looks at them as being shepherds it was very offensive for jesus to come that way in verse four And in verse number 8, Jesus changes up. He does not come what man having a hundred sheep, but Jesus tries to give them another look, another picture, because his, his whole motive is to try to get the scribes and the Pharisees To see that they are the shepherds of Israel and the children of Israel have gone astray because you have been so irresponsible. But now he talks about the sheep has gone astray or rather the sheep is lost because of the carelessness of the woman. Now what you need to understand is anytime you have an audience of men in the ancient days and you contrast or make a comparison with a woman. It was also offensive. Now somebody said, why is Jesus being so offensive to the scribes and the Pharisees? Because he wants them to understand that the Jews are in the condition that they are in partly because of the leadership that they have not provided. And he wants them to understand that I have not come only for the men, but I've also come for the women. It is ironic that Jesus opens up in verse number 8 and says, Either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one, do it not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she finds it. Now, I want us to see this here tonight uh, as we look at the number one, review the lost sheep. We already viewed the lost sheep, the sheep. Has gone astray. Now, the other thing you have to look at in under number one, the review of the lost sheep. If the lost sheep does not have a shepherd to come out to rescue him, the sheep is bound to die. The sheep cannot defend itself, the sheep is bound to die. And Jesus is pressing on their hearts, He wants them to know and to understand. That if you do not reach out to the lost sheep of Israel, they are going to perish. Now, with the corn is a little different. He was not reaching outward to the corn. He was reaching inward to the corn. Because the sheep strayed away outside of the flock. But the corn is lost not outside of the house, but the corn is lost where? Inside of the house. The other thing in the second case, recognizing the lost coin is this, is that the lost coin is lost because of the carelessness of the woman. The lost sheep has strayed away because of the shepherds not being responsible enough. And so he goes out. And I wanna say this while we're looking at this tonight, everybody has lied on the shoulders of somebody being your shepherd. Everybody will go to heaven because of being on somebody's shoulders. Somebody at some point and place in your life. You were weak, whether you strayed away or whether you need the encouragement of somebody else, whether you need the encouragement of reading the Bible or somebody praying for you, All of us have been carried on the shoulders of somebody else. None of us will make heaven our home by ourselves. It is going to be by the help and the encouragement and the strength of somebody else. Whether it be a leader or whether it be some Christian in the church, all of us are here tonight because of somebody's prayer, somebody's word of encouragement, some Bible school lesson, some sermon of some sort that has caused us to be where we are tonight. The lost coin. In the second case, we reviewed the lost sheep. Number two, recognize the lost coin. Well, what you need to know in this, the lost coin with the woman, is that in the ancient days, they had these rooms that were small. And um, you had windows that were eye level. But the windows were very small. They were very Small. They were like little squares. They didn't give much light. And so when the Bible says, either what woman having ten pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, what is the significance of just one piece of corn when you have nine left? What is the significance of one sheep that goes astray and you have ninety-nine? Jesus wants the Pharisees again to understand and to know that I don't care if it's one sheep, you should put your life on the line to rescue one sheep. And in the second case with the woman, the woman has, she don't have much light. So what a woman will do in the ancient days, they were responsible for certain things. They were responsible for keeping house. They were responsible for lighting a a lamp. They were responsible for sweeping and, and cleaning up the house. It was their job. A woman in the ancient days were not, didn't have, they, they, they were not highly looked upon. They were not on a high pedestal, and so they were looked down upon. And so Jesus knew that the Pharisees had that kind of mindset, so he wanted them to know that I have come to seek that which is lost, but the one who has strayed and the one who is lost, all of them are not men. Uh, there are some of them uh, who are women. And so Jesus talks about this lost coin. And then in the Bible days, they had these balsed, uh stones that, that made up the floors. And in the middle of these stones, there were, there were huge cracks. And so when a woman was careless with her ten coins that perhaps went around her neck or whether she had it in a cash box or wherever it went, She she can lose a coin. And the idea is the sheep goes astray. There are people in the church who stray away from the people of God versus others who are lost right here in the house. And sometimes we think just because we come to worship, we come to Bible study, we think that we are saved. But there are some members who are lost right here in the house. And the woman lost her coin right there in her house. Now the thing I like about the second parable or the second picture of the one parable is this. Is when you look at a review of the sheep the sheep can be in great danger. The sheep can be wounded, injured or die. But the coin it's not in the same situation. The corn is lost, but there's no damage to the corn. The corn can be found. The only way the corn can be found is what? Is the woman has to sweep the house diligently or carefully. And when the woman sweeps the house diligently, it's a matter of time before she finds the corn. Why? because the corn is lost in the house. By the time the shepherd reaches the sheep, the sheep can be devoured by wolves and other wild animals, but the corn is in a different place. And the corn is in the cracks. The corn is in darkness. Sometimes people are in the church coming here every Sunday, but their life is in the crack of life. Their life is in the darkness of life, Their life is embedded in sin. Even though they are in the worship service does not mean that they are saved. And the Bible says that this woman, she lights a candle. She sweeps the house. She seeks diligently till she finds it. Watch the next part. And when she had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together. Now, I want you to see the ending part. Watch verse number, go with me right quickly to verse 5. I want to show you something that is different from verses number 8 through verse 10. Look at verse 5, Luke 15. And when he had found it, he laid it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he cometh at home, he called together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repented more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Now, watch verse number nine through verse 10. The Bible says, And when she had found it, she called her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I have lost. Do you see it? I found the peace which I have lost. Now go with me right quickly again in verse number, latter part of verse number 6. Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Do you see it? Jesus shows the Pharisees and scribes that you are still irresponsible. You don't even take the responsibility by saying it is my fault that the sheep is lost. The good woman is a picture of Jesus. Jesus compares himself by being the good shepherd who leaves the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go out to find the one. Jesus compares himself to a good woman who sweeps the house, lights the candle, searches for the corn that he had lost. And so Jesus wants these men to understand the the Israelites, the Jews, will not change or come back to God unless its leaders will take responsibility. That is our fault, that the sheep has gone astray. And you know that the Bible says he came to his own, but his own received him not. Rejoice with me, for I found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there's joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repentance. Jesus wants us to understand that even as leaders, as parents, as guardians, we are responsible for individuals in life. Jesus wants us to understand. That the corn is lost, not because the corn went astray, but because of the carelessness of the woman. And Jesus says that there are some people who will not be found until we do some spring cleaning in the house. Jesus wants us to know that there are people who are in different circumstances and different situations today. Whether it be a spouse, whether it be children, whether it be grandchildren, it is simply because somebody has made The wrong decision, whether that was mom or whether that was dad, somebody has made the wrong decision. There are people who are stuck in darkness of cracks in life simply because not their decision, but somebody else's decision. In closing, Jesus says to the Pharisees, he says, likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repented. And he wanted the Pharisees and scribes to know, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. And if the angels can rejoice over just one, then what about you, Pharisees and scribes? But the Bible says in verses 2 and 3, or verses 1 and 2, they walked around and all they did was murmur about what Jesus was trying to do. You know, this morning, as we stated on Sunday, or the Sunday before, that this month, we want to make an effort in reaching out to those who have strayed away. That's the goal of ours, to reach out to those who have strayed away. Now, I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by, myself, by yourself, but collectively, we can. We can reach out to those that have gone astray. And somebody say, well, you know, why we want to reach out to those who have gone astray? Because it is our responsibility to reach out to those who have gone astray. Well, what about those inside the church? It is our job as Christians to reach within the church to try to encourage even them that we know who are stuck within the darkness of the cracks in this old world. It is our job and don't you fool yourself for any minute. The Lord is going to hold us all responsible if we are irresponsible by reaching out to the lost. Just imagine if nobody goes out to reach the lost sheep. Just imagine what would happen to them. Imagine How many people over the years have died out there in the world because nobody reached out to them? How many people will suffer in the church because nobody will reach within the church to try to encourage and try to rescue and try to save them? You know, when I was looking at this, Jesus gives us in the first case, he talks about the parable, the first picture of the parable, he starts with an animal and then he moves on to an object or a coin. And then Sunday we'll see he moves on to a human being. What Jesus does, he takes both pictures and he's gonna compare them with the prodigal son. He takes both pictures. The sheep that has gone astray is the son who walks away from the father's love. He takes the second picture, the corn that never leaves the house, but it is lost right there in the house. He takes the corn and he compares it to the oldest son, the eldest son, who never leaves the house, but he's lost right there in the house. And even though we will deal with the lesson Sunday and afterwards, there is still so much to learn about Luke chapter 15. Tonight, you can either find yourself in the first picture, in the second picture, or the third picture, whether you are... The one who strayed away, the one who might be lost in the house, or the one who shows the Father's love to welcome the sinners back into the house. Somewhere along the line, we play a part somewhere. And I like Jesus because he uses these real meaningful illustrations. And like I said the other day, that you and I, we don't feel the impact that they felt in Jesus' day because we are not accustomed to their culture their language, and their customs. But I'm telling you, when Jesus was talking about what man of you having a hundred sheep, and what woman having uh, ten coins or lose this coin and go after it, it hit those guys smack right where they didn't want it. They, they felt offensive. And that's why when they left Jesus, they went out to plot against him because they did not like how Jesus had offended them. Tonight, I hope that the lessons that we're doing do not offend anybody, but that it encourages everybody to make an effort to reach out to our brothers and sisters who are in Christ, who have obeyed the glorious gospel like you and I have. But something happened in their lives where they have gone astray. Whether it's something personal or whether it's something that has come from something we don't know about, it is our duty, it's our responsibility to get on the telephone. Encourage them to come back. Whether it's one, whether it's two people, whether it's three, and y'all—if only one person comes back, and one person repents—the Bible says that heaven will rejoice. But as heaven rejoices, you and I should celebrate because we don't need a hundred; all we need is one to come back to the Lord. And I hope tonight that this lesson is heartfelt. That this week, that we would get on our phone, go through our contacts. Maybe we have some members in our family who is not faithful, we'll reach out to them and we'll reach out in love and tell them we love you, we miss you, and we hope to see you real soon. Tonight, if you're not a child of God, you come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting of your sins, confessing in Christ that he is the son of the living God, being buried in the liquid tomb of water, baptism for the remission of your sins. And tonight, the Lord will save you from the damnness of hell. Tonight, if you stand in need of prayer, you can put it in the comment section tonight, and we'll pray for you uh, on tonight. We'll ask for the shows to get an invitation song uh, ready for us and on tonight. And if that be your desire, if would it be baptism, would it be prayer on tonight? we we'll ask that you would do that tonight as we together stand and as we together sing the invitation song. Why don't you come? Why don't you come?